1: What's going on? I was waiting for Sarah. She said she was <laughs> going to start off with
0: a, a song. but I will not. I'll, I'll save you I guys. I you were going to sing it. I was, but then it just wasn't. Lionel was a-
1: Richie, let's get it on.
0: How's <laughs> <Yes>. it go? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. But
1: it would have sounded better if you did it. I don't but know. <laughs> at any rate, thank you guys for tuning in. we got a great show for you today where we talk to Denise Weissner, and she is the founder of of the Natural Healing and Acupuncture Clinic in West LA and is an internationally recognized traditional Chinese medicine practitioner specializing in whole systems Chinese medicine approach to women's health, sexuality, and fertility. And that's exactly what we talk about today when we dive into basically the topic of our book, Conceiving with
2: Love.
0: Yeah. And... There's been so many times where I've been talking with my girlfriends about them trying to get pregnant or having a baby and it just not being as easy as they thought. And so Denise really gives us a lot of tools to how to communicate about that. And then also if you are having issues conceiving or having a hard time, uh, ways where you can find support and things you can do to maybe increase your chances.
1: And then we also dive into Chinese medicine a little bit, which is really interesting mm-hmm. and some tools that you can bring in into improving your relationships so check that out as always we really appreciate you guys tuning in subscribing to the podcast, telling your friends and family uh, Denise after we start stopped recording she was like really happy to have been on and and to share the information because she's like, we need this. We need, no one tells us how to have better relationships. And I'm not saying that as like, yeah, we're doing it. So good for us. I'm saying that we started this podcast because we wanted, we that wanted, resource. That. <laughs> we wanted we, that
0: information. Yeah.
1: And we thought it was important to put out relationship advice for people and we're not giving it. We're getting the advice along with you and having a four year old daughter. It's like we, we want to raise her that. She is listening to this podcast when she's, you know, seven or whatever, if she's interested. <laughs> seven.
0: But like. Seventeen, maybe. Some, some of them, like communication, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. We,
1: we aren't really taught these things. And so good for you guys for tuning in, for trying to learn and apply them to your lives. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you. So enjoy today's show.
0: that's sparkmyrelationship slash unlock hi Denise thank you so much for joining us on the show today We're excited to be here
1: today we're going to talk about how couples can conceive with love the title of your book and Sarah and I didn't really go through this, but imagine it's got to be a difficult thing for a lot of people in relationships. Is that is, and the reason we didn't go through is because Stella, our four year old, wasn't really playing. Little accident, <laughs> so <it> just kind of <laughs> happened. But we were talking before uh, we got on the call with you, but it, just realizing that it can be, it's got to be very challenging, frustrating um, if you're trying to conceive. And even if like you're successful pretty fast, but especially if you're not, there's all sorts of stresses on the relationship. So we want to dive into those and talk about maybe we can start with how a couple can even have that first conversation of like, all right, let's have a baby, what that looks like, and then move forward from there.
2: I mean, I think the decision to have a baby is, is in terms of the conversation is probably um, the easier one like yeah we want to start a family unless one person wants to and the other person doesn't then you have issues but um it's it's actually the 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 action of doing it which seems so natural right you know you just sort of have unprotected sex but then there's all this whole like learning curve about our bodies and timing and when we're fertile and how do we talk to our partner about that particular window like do they want to know when we're ovulating so we can make a baby do they want to know this time or would they just we just like to have you know intercourse all the time right so there becomes issues i think in the actual making a baby not so much the trying deciding to make a baby yeah
1: for sure and yeah we've obviously covered that on other shows but that is important to to recognize that if if you're going to be serious if you want to get married whether or not your partner wants to have kids is going to be a conversation you want to have. So let's assume that, oh, yeah. that her listeners, <laughs> let's, they know that if you don't, now you do make sure you have that conversation. And now, yeah, let's talk about the action part. What are some of the big obstacles? Some of the challenges people will be facing uh, when it comes to this?
2: I think that you know we spend so much time um women do trying to prevent pregnancy you know like waiting for that like right time and the right person to get pregnant that we don't realize that that it might be difficult we actually don't even know when it will happen it's really a, a venturing into this area of unknown right for which for many people is is not um pleasant mm-hmm. <laughs> right like so you know we try and then you sort of have unprotected sex and it's like one month and it's two months and it's three months and then you're wondering Women are wondering, like, am I doing it right? Is everything okay with me? You know, and um, is my body working well? And so then they, you know, maybe after six months or so, or take a trip to the gynecologist and, you know, see what's working. And then they might get their blood taken. They might have some good results. They might have some bad results. So it's like, it's kind of like entering in this, this area of what's going on with our bodies for women. But for men, what ends up happening as I, I see, and, and for women too, it becomes once, you know, it's like fun for a while, you know, like, Oh, we're having a good time. And then it's like, Oh, we got to do this better. We're not doing this right because we're, it's not happening. So let's try, you know, really timing it. And I've got my, my ovulation sticks and we've got this timing down and then it's, then it doesn't work sometimes, you know, and then that causes like, Oh, we're timing it now. What's wrong. Right. So it, what, what really was this beautiful connection of making a baby love between two people starts becoming the sort of like job where people are not able to, you know, enjoy it. And then sometimes men are, are, are pressured to perform. Right. So it's like, we, you know, okay, honey, be ready at, you know, eight o'clock tonight. (laughs) You know, that's when I'm ovulating. And, you know, guys are like, oh, pressure's on. Right. I have, you know, sometimes many men will, not you know, admit it to other people, but they don't, they, they they sometimes can't. They sometimes can't get an erection. So all sorts of things start to happen as this breakdown when women and when couples aren't conceiving sort of soon. What would be your advice
0: to those couples to continue to try to conceive, but they don't want to lose that connection and that intimacy that they once had prior to these uh, I guess you could say, timed or scheduled intercourses to try to conceive. What advice would you give them to kind of bring things back and and come from a place of uh, intention, of intimacy and connection?
2: I think that, that um, some advice I give to couples, and, and I just wanted to say one thing before I got into that, but a lot of times what comes up, and I see this in my practice a lot, is that couples, um, sometimes didn't have the conversations about intimacy perhaps there was things not going right and all of a sudden you try to conceive and it sort of like uncovers like they never really talked about like you know what kind of sex they want or or, or they like this up one person likes this another person likes this like all the all the conversations about sexuality and intimacy and um really never happened And this gets revealed. So I actually think what's really important for couples is to have really deep, honest communications, you know, and, and that's like trying to understand your partner and how you want to either talk with your words, show and tell kind of things that you might like. Um, And that, that doesn't happen because like I said, um, there's so much shame and I see it where people start revealing to me, my patients like, oh yeah, we're, we're having issues, but you know they just don't want to say anything it's such a it's such an unpleasant conversation to have like it's it's hard right you don't want to shame anybody so i think just like sort of uh, so that's one is like communicating in some fashion um i think also uh, you know spending time together i think that's a big one these days for busy working couples where there's not a lot of time it's more scheduled so there's not a lot of intimate time and intimacy is not just you know making a baby and sexuality it's it's you know spending time cooking together Shopping together, you know, walking, hiking, you know, um, massaging each other, showering together, you know, scrubbing each other, just, you know, like interesting things that don't, you know, sort of like foreplay that don't necessarily have to be, you know, what's happening between the sheets, but it's just leading up to the, that, that, the making love moment. So those are some. Do you
1: find that there's more uh, success with a timing approach versus not if someone's trying to conceive do you have a recommendation for how to even approach that from the beginning?
2: Um, yeah <laughs> I think you try and you sort of like throw caution to the wind and don't get so stressed. I think stress is the big the, fa- the factor and there's really this cliche where like if you just go on vacation and this isn't so much you know people doing IVF or if they use medically assisted, that's a whole other conversation or we can talk a little bit about that. But but if you're if you're just starting out and you're trying to conceive, you know, I think it's just fun to like plan getaways and little outings and and things because people are more relaxed away from their busy life and their busy house, you know? So this might look like, you know, um, going on vacation, but it, it could also look like changing the scene in your house, like making a little vacation moment. Maybe um, you know, adding, changing the your your room, and you know, adding some candles and changing the sheets and making it a really like a really kind of romantic setting. Even if it's not uh, on vacation, if you can't do that,
1: that makes sense. And in let's say one partner is coming in, and they're like from the beginning, they're like, they're probably like an engineer type, (laughs) and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna time this, and we're gonna have a baby and put it on your calendar and the other partner that's got to feel like a lot of pressure and maybe might not be into that it might feel forced and can create all kinds of issues in the in the bedroom and intimacy how can someone navigate a situation like that
2: I think it's great to have the conversation about like how do we want to proceed as a couple do we want to do you want to know when I'm ovulating some some men really love to know. They want to be participatory and they want to know. And it's like some men actually track their their partner's ovulation. They know when their their partner's ovulating. Um, some men really don't and it puts too much pressure. And so um, I, I kind of thought it was really funny. I had a couple ones where, you know, she, you know, once a month she would come, you know, she'd wear lingerie during that time. <laughs> that was like the the little sign, but of course it, it wasn't happening all the other times. <laughs> right. So it was just this one time. And of course there's so much pressure. She's out in lingerie. What should be like sexy fun time becomes this like, Oh no, it's that time of the month. <laughs> so I think couples need to really communicate about how they want to proceed. Like, Hey, we want to make a baby. Do you want to know when I'm modulating? Would you rather not? Or, or how do, how do we as a couple want to, to navigate this? You know? That's a, that's a good strategy.
0: Have you ever had any clients where you've told them or recommended them to put away everything like the ovulation sticks and all those things to just kind of get back to not tracking and not, I guess, anticipating that timing just to go with the flow and see how it happens that way?
2: Um, I definitely have. And a, a lot of my couples, I, I've had quite a few number do reproductive medicine where they're doing IVF and sometimes the IVF doesn't work and and it fails. And And the patients, the couples are devastated because at this point, after they've spent all this money and time and energy and it, and it hasn't worked, you know, they've also been putting their sort of intimate life on hold because there's all these sort of like, you know, you can't have intercourse here. And, you know, it's just a very structured type of thing. So in, in, in those cases, particularly, I will be telling couples like, you know, you need a t- you need a break to get your bodies healthy, get back in your bodies, both of you, and to also spend time together, like, you know, and not track, you know. And sometimes it's funny, after those things have failed, patients get pregnant yep. <laughs> you know, when they're not tracking. Or they'll say to me things like, I had one patient, um, she's like, you know, we only had intercourse like one time a month, I'm sure one time this month, I'm sure it didn't work at all. And that's the month that worked because they weren't really trying. They just had it when they wanted to. So sometimes the tracking and all that stress, right? Stress takes um, the energy away from our reproductive organs and it brings it, you know, to the body so we can mobilize for like, there's a danger out there. <laughs> and sometimes that kind of stress doesn't lead to, um, you know, energy in, the, in, in cultivating and making a baby. What
1: can a couple do in terms of lifestyle choices besides, you know, trying to alleviate the stress going on vacation? What are some other approaches they can take if they're trying to conceive, but without putting like a ton of pressure on the situation?
2: I think, I mean, I talk about this in conceiving with love about fine tuning the engine, because I feel it's really important when we're conceiving, especially because I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner. And through the lens of, Chinese medicine, we you know our babies inherit our energy, you know they inherit our you know obviously our DNA, but also energy so couples that are really healthy, both partners, probably have a, a, a greater chance of passing on that that um, energy to their their kids so i 'm all for like really looking at you know eating organic getting taking away the environmental toxins, you know, like not microwaving with plastics, not drinking with plastic water bottles, really paying attention to what you put on your face, what you clean with, like really looking at kind of everything that goes in and on your body for both men and women. Because, you know, men, I'm watching sperm counts decrease and lots of issues. And I'm constantly like, you have a cell phone in your pocket? put a laptop on your lap? You know, I mean, the sort of technology has really taken away from intimacy. And so I really feel like sometimes like no technology in the bedroom is a, is a great way for couples to get healthier and also connect. Uh, so yeah, eating, eating a sort of fertility-friendly diet, lots of antioxidants, you know, vegetables, organic, proteins, um, you know, really looking. And of course, in Chinese medicine, I look at, at individuals and really assess like what's going on with them particularly because some, like, for example, some men like run really, really hot, you know, and heat, you know, they're just hot. They're like heating up their whole body and heat is not really good for sperm. And, you know, they might have something called a varicocele or, which is like a varicose vein in their testicles. And that heats up the sperm and leads to you know problems with the shape of the sperm and I'm just saying I like to look at each individual and then make specific recommendations for let's say um, a man is really hot to to cool them down right or same with a woman if a woman's like really exhausted and has no energy we want to we want to work with that with foods and nutrition and herbs and exercise and lifestyle to get you know, her to be really, I I like to use the term juicy, but juicy, you know, fertile and feeling good in her body.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about Chinese medicine and how you introduce it into your practice and how couples can bring it into a relationship?
0: Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors.
1: Today's episode is
0: If you're on birth control, remembering to take your pill is already enough work. I remember I would always mess mine up every month.
1: And that's why we have a (laughs) four-year-old. And
0: that's why we have a four-year-old. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to that, remembering to take it, going to the doctors to get a refill and picking up the pharmacy is a huge pain. And Pill Club wants to take the work out of taking care of yourself. Pill Club is a birth control subscription that is delivered straight to your door, and most prescriptions are free with insurance or Medicaid, and without insurance, they can be as low as three ninety nine dollars a month. Shipping is always free and discreet, and Pill Club schedules deliveries so that you always have your next dose on hand before you need it. So skip the office visit and the line at the pharmacy and join the club.
1: Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash I do, they're offering our listeners a new way to get birth control and special care package with every delivery. That's thepillclub.com slash I do to get your first birth control care package. Remember, thepillclub.com slash I do. One of the best ways to improve your relationship in your life is talking to a certified therapist or counselor. And now with BetterHelp, you can do it on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. And you'll be able to choose from licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, relationships, sleeping, trauma, grief, and self-esteem. Really whatever it is that you want to work on and get help with. And of course, anything you share is confidential.
0: And with over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, they will find a therapist that matches with you and that you are happy with. And for some reason, if you are not happy with the counselor that is matched with you, then you can request a change at any time for no additional charge. And best of all, BetterHelp is super affordable. And our listeners today can get 10% off your first month with the discount code I do. So get started today by visiting betterhelp.com slash I do. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash I do.
2: um, first of all, when, when couples come to see me, well, I'll go over sort of, um, in Chinese medicine, we look at everything. So like if somebody has really bad digestion we want to get that right because, you know, that, that really can impede your feeling good in your body. And you know, if you're just like bloated and you don't feel good and you're constipated, it's like probably the last thing people feel like is like, oh, let's have, let's, let's have intercourse. <laughs> like, you know, they don't feel good. So digestion is one of the foundational things. So I really look at everything in, in lifestyle, like digestion, sleep, right? These fundamental things, like when people are not sleeping you know, they're not really restoring their body and, and it's not fertile friendly. And, you know, I have so many people are sleeping so little, I find, and drinking a lot of caffeine, which, you know, is to, to get energy, but is not really great for fertility. So we've got sort of, I, I look at everything in Chinese medicine. I look at sleep, digestion, um, you know, I'll look at in detail about a woman's menstrual cycles, like even to the color of the blood and and, and and how long it is and how how she bleeds. And her cervical fluids and what, you know, does she have enough cervical mucus when she ovulates? Just that like raw egg white kind. And I really go into great detail about each person and the, the man as well about their life to try to get them to, you know, find out what where they need to improve upon and try to get them as healthy as possible as individuals. And then as a couple, I will give them exercises, you know, based on like Taoist or Tantra uh, traditions For them to just really bring back the intimacy and connect with each other.
1: Can you talk a little bit about the yin and the yang in the the polarity between like the masculine Mm. and feminine energy and Chinese traditions?
2: Yes. This is my language. So I'm I'm versed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is the foundation for all Chinese medicine is yin and yang. So yin is like nourishment and like the darkness and the moon and quiet. And, you know, we can say the feminine, right? But I mean, it's aspects of all of us. And yang is the fire and energy and the sun and moving forward and action, right? Whereas yin is more stillness. And inside of us all, we're, we're all, we have both yin and yang, and we're trying to balance the two always, right? Sometimes we have, for women, we, we use up our substance, our yin. We are like dry, and we're tired and we're like night sweating and where our hormones are off and we could we could look at that as like we say yin deficiency is like not enough yin not a lot of nourishment i think that's a very big thing for women who are working a lot and they don't take the time to really nourish themselves and yang is like there's no fire there's no fire in the house <laughs> we don't have any fire and that could actually equate to like we have no sex drive um we don't have fire down there it could be like bad digestion tired all the time like not enough energy to want to make a baby and so um we we call that yang deficiency right and then there's so many sort of like variations on the on all those themes of yin and yang and balance because you know sometimes people eat a really like damp kind of diet and what that means is like a lot of sugar and a lot of dairy and they like they have a lot of mucus and and that's like too much of dampness is is also imbalance makes a person imbalance, so Chinese medicine is always striving to get yin and yang and sometimes a balance I mean of course, it never is one hundred percent, but it always is this this, this balance right and it 's the same with giving and receiving when you 're in a couple making a baby right it 's like giving and receiving, and how do we how do we negotiate that in our love making
0: Where would somebody start to kind of track down what is off with their yin and yang? Is it yang or yang? I know you're saying yang. I just want to say it. I call it yin and yang. You you can call
2: it yang. You know, you you can use whatever word you'd like. I want to (laughs) use the
0: right word. So perfect. Okay. Where would they, where would they start to, I guess, figure out what is off with them?
2: I mean, it depends what we're talking about. I mean, you know, it's, it's nice if you really want to get into really great detail. It's great to uh, uh, visit a Chinese medicine practitioner who can really, you know, uses things like tongue and pulse and questions to sort of look at um, uh, what's, what's sort of out of balance and help write that. There's many books on, on, on that, on yin and yang and what's out of balance. And I've actually taken it a little step further into the five elements, which are part of Chinese medicine, and looked at um, what's out of balance in lovemaking. And, and your sort of your energy around communication using the five elements, which is another uh, signpost to see like what's, what's out of balance.
1: What are those five elements? Can you talk a little bit about
2: mm-hmm. that? There's, there's the earth element, which is our center and the earth, and I'll, let me just state them and then I'll go into them, but it's the earth. There's the, the water, wood, metal, and fire are the five elements. So I always like to start with the center, as I, I mentioned earlier, which is really sort of like um, our earth element, not only is about digestion and how we process food, but it's also about, you know, being centered, being grounded. And also, you know, um, earth people, when they're out of balance in terms of, you know, couples and like lovemaking might be like pleasers. I mean, it doesn't have to be with love making. Maybe they'd never talk about their own needs, but always trying to like, um, they want to get approval from their partner. And so they're always doing things. It's kind of out of balance, right? Um, when you're giving, 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 but you don't know how to receive, right? That's the yin and yang, giving, yang, receiving yin. So, um, in this, in what I've done in Conceiving with Love is talk about, you know, identifying where we're out of balance on this five element wheel. So that's earth element. Um, there's metal element, which is about like um, the metal. We say lungs and large intestines, the idea of um, we take in air and then we let it go. So the metal element is maybe like how we protect ourselves. You know, maybe it's hard to be vulnerable in a relationship, and and we 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 use all these things to to not really tell our partner like who we really are. So we we protect, and this could also be like we've had trauma. Maybe we've had trauma in our body, and you know, it's hard for us to get touched in a certain place because it's, it's, we have old memories that come up. So metal is kind of how we protect ourselves. It's how we armor metal ourselves. And, and part of the, you know, lovers is is learning to let go and to, you know, to really trust each other and be vulnerable. And, you know, we can go down the wheel. Um, We've got metal, we've got wood is about like passion. And I love to like fiery, like we need wood to make a fire. And so sometimes like you know, in, in that wood element, you know, we, we can, when it's out of balance, we can be really stuck. This is like people who are sighing. This is very frequent in my practice. You know, it's like taking a deep breath and sighing and like frustrated. And you're frustrated this isn't happening and you want to honk your horn at all the people that are slow on the freeway. And, you know, it's, 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 it's built up tension and, and frustration. It could even be sexual frustration. You're not getting your needs met and you don't know how to really ask for what you want, right? So that could be some imbalance in the wood element but on the positive side the wood element is like the dreamer and the passion so like you know exploring sort of like your fantasies could be part of that wood element right and then there's the water element which is reproduction which is our actual sex drive which is um you know uh, is our fertility and having a sex drive right so it's and we could sort of liken it to adrenal glands which um really are the fight and flight response, the stress response, right? And when somebody is stressed out all the time, their energy is not about making a baby. They their energy is about like, you know, dealing with the stress, right? So that's something to really work on to cultivate is to work on how we adapt and work with stress and the in the water element. And then the lastly is the is the heart, the fire element, which is about love. And that is the thing that to me is just the glorious moment of why two people looking deep in each other's eyes and feeling their heartbeat together, it's, it's just magical and beautiful. And that's really what connection and love and making a baby is all about.
1: Thank you for sharing the five elements and, and a little background on Chinese medicine. We think it's so interesting, like these ancient traditions and how they're being inserted, you know, with modern traditions and and basically this intersection, which seems like it's right where you're at. um, So it's fascinating. And as someone that's in this situation and you're practicing Chinese medicine, what do you think about like how we can take this wisdom and, and bring it into our lives and improve our relationships? And or, you know, help conceive, how do you, how do you look at that?
2: Uh, I love the Eastern traditions because they are, you know, Taoism and Chinese medicine was, which is based on Taoism was all about looking to nature and living our life according to the principles of nature. Right. And, and cause we think like, you know, we're supposed to be the same energy all year round and we're supposed to as a couple. Um, and it's not necessarily true it's if we look to nature, how nature lives its life, you know, there's a season for everything. We see, um, and, it, and, and things are, you know, trees blow in the wind, they can withstand storms, right? But they remain grounded. And, and how we fertilize our soil is how things will grow. And it's the faith that when we plant something, it will turn, it's the trust that when things are planted, they like life, you know, they'll sprout up. So using those sort of ideas from nature, we can put them into our relationship, right? So allowing that time, you know, eating and feeding ourselves and, as a, and together as a couple and allowing that time for, for the, the fruits of our labor <laughs> to emerge, right? Being patient, right? Uh, today, I think we want things, you know, as soon as possible, we lose that, that little patience to, to really wait and trust in our journey, right? The journey of life and Eastern traditions t- teach us, you know, about, you know, looking to the planets, looking to the stars, you know, there's things beyond, um, we call it the Tao in Chinese medicine. There's things beyond our control in in life. In, in And so I think Chinese medicine can give us great wisdom in terms of as couples for just allowing ourselves to, to be like nature.
0: I really like how you just said that, sometimes we all want things immediately and right away. And I think sometimes we forget that back, I don't even know how many, 50 years ago when ovulation strips and and these types of resources were not available, everybody just, it took longer than what it does now. And I'm sure that's just something that we have to almost change our mindset to remember that sometimes it's not always instantaneous that we get results with what we want right away.
2: I mean, isn't that like a, such a great lesson in a relationship too, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of like, you know, this idea of like, oh, it's not working. Goodbye. (laughs) 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 Like, oh, you know, like, you know, it's really like, you know, relationships, there's so many different ins and outs and ups and downs, right? It's like having the commitment to stay, even when things are difficult and, you know, it's this sort of pact and the same thing with fertility. It's like, kind of like having patience, and it's not always for some, it's not always easy, but yeah, you know, people run to an IVF way sooner, I see, than, um, than maybe they needed to. I mean, there's so much fear around conception and there's so much, like, I mean, I had a couple who, um, they just weren't having sex. They did IVF because they weren't having sex. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, what's going to happen after they have a kid? Like, this is a problem and it doesn't get solved from having a kid. You know, their intimacy needs to be looked at now. But there's such a rush to, like, have a kid that there's sometimes we avoid actually, you know, digging in the, the soil and the dirt of our relationship.
1: One of the last things uh, we wanted to cover, Denise, before we say goodbye was was acupuncture. And I know you use that um in fertility, can you talk a little bit about that application?
2: Yeah, uh, I actually have some some points in my book, acupuncture points. But acupuncture is this you know three thousand year old tradition of putting needles in the body and in these certain points all over the body to um, that have are called meridians where there's energy flow. And there's all sorts of theories in Western medicine of how acupuncture works. You know, uh, based on you know activating the sympathetic nervous system and Uh, the set the brain this it it lights up the brain there's functional mris we we know we put a point in and we see the brain light up so it works on the central nervous system and it also works by in in the in spinning collagen you know when the needles inserted there's some new studies that say that this kind of winding of the collagen kind of can wind because all the collagen is connected on our whole body like these these uh, you know uh, the, the, the energy that protects organs, that we can make a change that can exist in other places. So for in terms of fertility, acupuncture can increase blood flow to the reproductive organs. Um, I've seen acupuncture um, have amazing effects on women who don't ovulate to promote ovulation for women with polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis and um, irregular cycles. And it just it kind of helps the... Hypothalamus, which is in your brain, and the pituitary, which is in your brain, connect to the ovaries, and that's what we need to to you know ovulate and have regular cycles as women. And then for men, there's there's research saying acupuncture helps in sperm, and I've I've seen it countless times where men were told they like would have to do a um, a testicular extraction, which is when they take a needle and they go in and take the sperm out because their sample size was so so bad. I've seen acupuncture and herbs increase sperm sperm count so that men didn't have to get this procedure that's a little bit how it works
0: wow well i'm a big proponent of acupuncture i actually did it uh when i was pregnant i did it at like 39 weeks and i did the um the i guess the labor inducing ones Uh they were like in my feet and i did i did it like right at 39 weeks i did one treatment and then two days later i did another one and then the next day i went into labor (laughs)
2: That's so great. Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I do that too. And like rotate babies and it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. It was yeah.
0: cool. I was like, wow. <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Denise, thank you so much for sharing all of this great information. We love talking about Chinese medicine. I could, you know, maybe we'll have you back on and we could just really do a deep dive into yin and yang and something. Uh, I just got a book on it. Um, so definitely interested in exploring more. Are there Great. any things that we didn't cover uh, any, any quick things you want to leave with our listeners before we say goodbye?
2: Um, yeah. I want to just talk just one thing about it's, it's opening our hearts and having compassion. I feel like having compassion for self, even if you're struggling with fertility or, you know, trying to make a baby, or even if you're venturing in to make a baby for your t- first, first time it's like cultivating our heart and cultivating compassion for ourselves, for our partner, for the journey, for life, right? It's from that open-hearted place where love is, you know, there that I feel like we can really navigate all the difficulties that we have in our life.
0: Well, thank you so much for that, Denise. And can you tell our listeners where they can find more information about you online?
2: Yeah, my website is denisewiesner.com and it's W-I-E-S-N-E-R. So I guess D-E-N-I-S-E-W-I-E-S-N-E-R. Dot com And there, I think there's a link to my book and how if you wanted to do some coaching section, sessions. And then there's also a link to my, my clinic in West Los Angeles if, there, if you're local and you wanted to come see me.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll have those links on our website and in the podcast description. And thank you again for joining us on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much. You guys are wonderful.
0: Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14-day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, we also have our Love Tribe on Facebook. Uh, we encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, Slash unlock, and you can unlock that special offer and learn more. As always, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.
1: You are listening to a pleasure podcast.